we go on a Friday, Monday. I was trying to treat it like a Friday so I'd be in a better mood, but it's a Monday. Let's face it. Let's get ready. The John Curley, Sherry Ellicott Show. Here comes Sherry. Bring it in there. She's, oh, boy. Oh, it's the same time. The show. Yes. Hello, hello, hello to all the folks I met at the Seattle wedding show over the weekend. So many beautiful brides and hesitant grooms and proud moms and dads, <laughs> Sherry, and listeners to the show. Big fans of yours, by the way. Big fans. <laughs> well, I'm glad. How'd the cow do? It was a huge hit, and for Rebecca and everybody else, don't bring the cow. Are you kidding? People came by, took pictures with the cow, lots of great ideas with the cow. I felt bad for Bessie because when it came time to get out of there, they everybody just tears ass, you know, just the thousands of conventions. Everybody's trying to get out as quickly as they can. I drag her out there and just threw her into the back of the pickup truck. No real regard for her dignity, but um, it was fun. Great. Learned, met a lot of people, and um, it is a, it's a crazy business, this this love business, Sherry, that I found myself in, this love business. Well, you better this be careful business. with Bessie, because she may be your cash cow. <laughs> Good one. Right off the bat, funny girl. Wow. Well, Brian Hayward, the guy that they talked about in the Seattle Times as the millionaire or billionaire that left California, came here to Washington and then decided to get motivated into politics. They did a pretty good job of basically not just blasting him. You expect them because rich people are terrible people, according to the Seattle Times, unless they are on the left. Brian, on the other hand, is right down the middle. He believes in freedom and he'd like you to be able to express your freedom. So he helped to. Finance all these initiatives. Got six of them in there, six of them all in place. So now um, the uh, the big news is at 3.30, Brandy Cruz stops by to talk to us about a, what would we consider this to be, a rally that's going to be taking place? Is that right, Joe Mama? Is it a rally? Is that what we call it? I think it, it's a rally. A, protest? a rally. <laughs> I think it's definitely okay. a rally, yeah. Call to okay. action so we'll, in person. Call to action. Yeah. There we go. So the call what to action they- would be a Hmm? Yeah, sure. You know, what are they what are they calling to action? I mean, they got everything uh, on the ballot, right? So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, calling on hardworking Washingtonians to demand that our elected leaders live up to their duty under the state constitution. They've forgotten who they work for. Let's remind them. Right. They're going to go down there and just say um, demanding that our elected officials that, um, you know, just. Let them know these things are there. You have a couple of options. You you can do something about them, change them, ignore them, and then we'll get a chance to vote on them. One of the things that they run up against, Brian runs up against, sure, you've got the ballot. Sure, you're going to get it on the ballot. Now, who's going to pay to advertise? Because you know the folks on the left will raise money and they'll be running campaign ads. And if you don't have the money... To run ads, and you're going to get blasted on the capital gains. You're going to get hit on the, you know, police pursuit. You're going to get uh, affirming uh, children's self-diagnosis of gender dysphoria. There are going to be tremendous amount of money coming in on that side. Well, Brian shot out six million, right? He, there goes six million. Now you want him to like what? Write another check for another five million dollars. So the question is. 
the easiest thing would be is to have the legislators actually now start to look at and change these laws because the most expensive thing is going to be, hey, if you have to start running ads for these things starting in June, July, August, somebody has to fund that. If not, all the work of having everybody sign all those uh, initiatives goes to naught because there's going to be just this onslaught of media that's going to be occurring um, mixed in there with all the presidential election stuff. So who would pay for that? Right. But don't you think that they know that they know that if they they're not if they're, they've not voted on uh, these things in um, a way that, you know, the initiatives want, want them to. They haven't passed any of these other things they've passed in the, in the opposite direction. Do you have any reason to believe that they would, through the legislature this session, actually vote on anything? They know that 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 if he doesn't advertise, if he doesn't keep pushing for this, they mm-hmm. win. Well, yeah, but if you assume that the people on both sides of the aisle are there to get something done, it gets into a negotiating. You could say to the, because right now it's like a, a poker game. You're holding cards. So the Democrats, the folks on the left that push these laws through, you could say, listen, we're going to raise the money. And this thing's going to win in November, and you're going to have no say. It's going to be the complete opposite of everything you wanted. Or we can sit down right now and begin to negotiate. We'll give you something, you give us something, and maybe we could find some place in between. If you'd like to actually do the job that you're sent here for, which is to work with both sides, then let's do that. If not, it's going to go to the people, and we maybe we get the money together. Who knows? It's a GoFundMe or something like that, and then these things will run. They've got more than 800,000 Washingtonians have signed the things. So it's a pretty good chance that you're going to have enough support to be able to push back on a lot of these ridiculous laws that came out. So, But okay. somebody's got to write a check for it. <clears throat> I'm not in the mood for it right now to have to write any. <laughs> I was going to say, where's your mirror? How about you? <laughs> now that you're making uh, big bucks off of Bessie, uh, That's right. sky's the limit. <laughs> Woo! All right. I, Sherry knows that I take this medicine, I get this stupid condition, and one of the, the sort of side effects is what, Sherry? You're very generous in the morning where when you for, take the medicine. For about an hour and a half. Yeah, you're, you're sort of in a euphoria and you're able to just <laughs> willy-nilly buy plastic cows to support <laughs> initiatives, whatever it is. I mean, you're just on a roll. So I, my, you know. Anybody out there that needs something, here's the deal. Yeah. Do it between like at at 730 and and nine and quarter of 10. Good good chance. Oh, yeah. I'm like King Midas. Just everything I touch is turning gold out of my pocket into somebody else's. Oh, by the way, I don't know what laws they um, they uh, enforce in Bellevue, but they don't enforce the idea of filing for a permit to have a march, to legally protest. They don't do that. So if I were you and driving in Bellevue, right on red, psh, don't slow down. Go right on through it, maybe even speed. What you could do is you could put a Palestinian flag in your car and drive 120 miles an hour. You could tell everybody, oh, I'm I'm just, it's my First Amendment right. I got the flag. I'm going 120. Well, that the heck, I didn't know laws apply in Bellevue because obviously they didn't over the weekend. So you had some protesters out there calling for uh, a ceasefire. And how many got arrested, Joe, last time we checked? 
Zero point zero. So they don't go to the city. They don't file the permit for the march. They don't tell the police, but they show up and they block traffic for hours and zero get arrested. So that means the Bellevue police and those in charge, they pick and choose which laws they'd like to enforce. And apparently the ones they don't want to enforce are the idea that you can block traffic and stop people. You don't have to fill out a permit. You're teaching people that some laws need to obey and some laws don't need to be. Protesters blocked off busy Bellevue Way in the heart of downtown Bellevue with cars and bicycles. Uh, Como, I love what you do, but I would say criminal protesters. Criminal protest because you can be a legal protester. These are criminal. You make the distinction. Criminal protesters block the streets. Police helped with traffic control between 4th and 8th streets, and officers on bicycles watched over the end of the rally in the park, making sure everyone stayed safe. Off camera, our Como crew saw the protesters burn an American flag before they left. Most Americans um, support a ceasefire and support um, aid. No, they don't. To, to Gaza, that message hasn't gotten across. So we have to disrupt um, and march, stand in the street, and tell our elected officials to listen to us. Protesters insist they have to make a disruption in order to get their message across. That is for the U.S. to stop funding military aid to Israel and for Israel to stop its occupation of Palestine. Um, we are horrified at the amount of lives that have been lost in Gaza at the hands of Israel and the U.S. government funded by our own tax dollars. This movement comes the same day the American Jewish Committee criticized the Washington State Democratic Central Committee. The legislative group recently approved a resolution calling for a ceasefire in Gaza. I don't feel sufficient input was given from the Jewish community of Washington state. The ACJ worries about potential impacts to the Jewish community. We've um, we've seen this before when the city of Seattle passed its ceasefire resolution in November. One of the synagogues just hours later was terribly defaced and vandalized. On social media, Bellevue police posted that they understand the demonstration may be an inconvenience for some today, but said it's, it's not an inconvenience. It's against the law. They broke the law. Yeah, it's an inconvenience when somebody goes into a store and steals something from somebody that's trying to sell something to somebody for money. That's an inconvenience to the guy that owns the watch or the jewelry or the shoes. That's an inconvenience. No, that's against the law. It's an inconvenience. What's inconvenient is that you have to do your job and you have to arrest people when they break the law. That's that's inconvenient and make it inconvenient for people that want to protest. Oh, I went down to Bellevue and I blocked traffic for two hours and then a cop came up and arrested me and took me in and booked me. And now I have to go back. I've got to miss some work if I even have a job and I have to stand before a judge and I might get convicted and I might get sentenced to something. A couple of days in jail, community service or something else. That would be inconvenient. That's inconvenient. You have laws for a reason. Enforce them and then you won't have people breaking them again. I met this guy over the weekend, Sherry. He comes by. He's, he's going to get married. And he used to be uh, working um, in Seattle there at the prison in Seattle. And I said, uh, what was that like? He did it for three years. He was making overtime. He was making almost 90 to to $100 an hour, right? I said, mm-hmm. I see they're raising that. They're giving even more money for people to work there. And he said, yeah, nobody wants the job. Why? It's so horrible. It is so horrible. There's just no redemption there's no 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 one respects anything there's just 
it's the same people over and over again. He said you couldn't tell what day it was. Every single day was the same. It was just horrible, just awful. It's just people abusing the system. And the system doesn't work. I said, okay, what would you do if you were in charge? He said, I would bring back public executions. Oh. I'm kind of kind of glad he's not doing that. that in Bellevue. <laughs> no, I'm making a clear <laughs> distinction. But he said crime must you have to you you have to feel it. There there has to be some you break the law and you have to feel it. It something must happen to your life. It has to be more than inconvenient. The law must be respected and the only way to respect the law is to make sure that the punishment is uh, swift and causes pain to the individual, not physical pain, but pain in the sense that you're losing your freedom and you really are. And he said, no one respects it, but if you brought back public executions, maybe you would have people begin to realize, oh, I better not commit that crime because something terrible could happen to me. This is the guy, so, he was working in that prison for three years. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a rough rough place to be, and, and uh, I mean, I, I can understand why he would say that. By the way, the rest of the statement by Bellevue Police was... Oh, I have the rest. Um, the goal is to okay. safeguard the constitutionally protected right to peace. Nope, that's not a constitutionally protected right. ...peacefully protest while ensuring safety for all. Yeah, nope. that's why I wanted to tell you the end of that, because that that is incorrect. Nope. Nope, that's not, not it. You don't have a protected constitutional right to stop other people from... Driving down the road, going down the sidewalk, that's that's not part of your right. You don't have that right. You have a right to protest. You could march on the sidewalk. You go to the Bellevue um, City uh, website, and you want to fill out an application for a march. They want to know where you're going to be, at what time. You contact the police. They contact you back. They explain to you. I think there's probably like a permitting fee that you have to pay. They explain, here's where you'll be marching. It starts here, ends here, what time. They want to know everything. They want to know how many people. Why? Because they want you to have your constitutional right to be able to protest, and they'll put you on the sidewalk or have you on a road or whatever. They'll block the road off. You don't have a constitutional right to stop somebody from getting somewhere. That's not a right. That's not your right. But they everything gets wrapped. Oh, it's my First Amendment right. To what? To block you? To stop you from going somewhere? I, so. I think it's also it's it's not your right. It's not your constitutionally protected right if you're breaking other laws in the process, which right. is what they are doing. I mean, if right. a protest turns into somebody smashing a window or wrecking a car or something like that, that's a separate crime. And so you you can't say you're constitutionally protected to commit another crime. And blocking a major highway, blocking all that is a crime. Yeah, but prediction if there isn't some sort of resolution that these people would like to see occur in Israel with Gaza, then there will probably be another one of these protests, and there could be another one as well, and people could be delayed, uh, interfered with, just generally enjoying their Sunday in beautiful city of Bellevue. So you, you're setting yourself up for another one because eh, apparently you just come in there, block traffic for a few hours, and just walk away. And I would yeah, make a clear distinction. I'm not calling for public execution for anybody protesting. I should have put a bigger <laughs> space in between. Okay? Thank you. All right, thanks. <laughs> okay. You can use the often used uh, phrase now, just to be clear. Right. Let me pivot back. <laughs> right. Let me be clear. Okay. Be perfectly clear. Yeah.
All right. And one other one. You know, I always meet interesting people. I met, I had, this is my little ticket that allows me to, the docking pass to come in and go out of the, uh, the Seattle Convention Center. I meet this guy, nice guy. His name is Mark. He did, he was supposed to do a hundred and something to life in prison. He got out, but he said when he went into prison, it was the freest he ever felt. It's like, whoa, if that's not a tease, I got to get your oh, phone number. A tease. So he gave me his phone number and I'm going to call him. And um, I got to talk to this guy. I, what was he in for? And what was that like? And why? And yeah. And yeah. how'd he get out? If he had yeah. 100 years. That's what I want to know. No, no. A hundred and some, a hundred months or something. Or, oh, okay. or to life. But then they hit him <laughs> okay. with two extra years for some reason. And I'll have to well, call him. I'll give Joe his phone number and let Joe talk Bad behavior, to him. maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Remember, I'm right. prison uh, maven. Brandon Cruz coming by. Uh, talk to us about what's happening. Is it the 31st? Is that when this thing's happening, Joe? Correct. Is that 31st. right? Yep. Yes, 31st. What she hopes to uh, accomplish is the citizens go down there and remind everybody what they're supposed to be doing. He writes to us at mynorthwest.com. Come on in. Buckleshoe Casino Resort. Text line one triple eight. Nine seven three five four seven six. I don't even walk on music for Brandy Cruz. She is the first thing comes up on my Instagram every day. Beautiful Brandy Cruz, thirty seven pounds lighter, stirring the pot and undivided. Well, here it is. Well, there it is. That's right. There are words to this. I don't think so. She's Brandy Cruz. <laughs> now there are. <laughs> undivided. And Nicole Thompson does the work and Brandy tells them all she's undivided. What, what happened to the music? <laughs> it's only 20 wow. seconds long. I've only got two seconds right, of it. Done. Sorry about that. Sorry. Sorry. Just killing you over there. I don't hey. even know if I'm on yet. I'm back here laughing. I don't even know <laughs> if you hear me. Uh, hey, the Cruz. Uh, I see the call to action. Eight hundred. This says this is at your Instagram. Eight hundred thousand voters signed at least one of these initiatives, calling for all hardworking Washingtonians to demand that elected leaders listen. It is their duty. So this is the thirty-first at three thirty p.m. What's the plan? The plan is to go send a message to lawmakers that not only is it the right thing to do for the 800,000 plus Washington voters who supported, as you said, at least one of these initiatives, but you're also constitutionally bound to do so. Our state constitution says that initiatives to the legislature must be, shall be a top priority above everything except budget. So obviously you get the budget done, but everything below that, what we've seen is them completely ignore all six of these initiatives so far. They haven't scheduled any of them for a hearing. Um, and meanwhile, what are they doing? Well, they're, um, oh, I don't know, trying to give Gary Ridgway the right to vote back and pushing other you know, critical bills like that. And so we're going to um, gather on the steps of the Washington state capitol to talk about the importance of, at the very least, giving these bills or giving these initiatives a hearing. They don't have to pass them. I don't think they're going to pass them anyway. Um, right. But I, I don't think that they should um, look down their noses at the Washingtonians who took the time to sign those initiatives and who have an expectation that the legislature will give them serious consideration. I think it was last week the Republicans said, uh, as you know, we are constitutionally bound to address these first before anything else. 
And I think they put something up for a vote saying, okay, well, let's address these. And I think it just went along party lines. So it looks like the Democrats are not paying much heed to the Constitution, which is your first bit of business is to this. So when you are down there protesting and reminding them of of the, the work that is in front of them, why do you think it is that they're not taking this up and they're they're defying the Constitution, the state of Washington? Well, and it's not even just in not giving them a hearing. Throughout the whole process, they've been undermining it. I mean, look at what the Washington State Democratic Party, SEIU, Fuse Washington, which is a progressive organization. Look at what they did while the signature gathering was happening. I mean, they had they were running a snitch line to report signature gatherers. They were sending out people to harass them. Uh, there was a bill this year that was bipartisan that had the support of the Secretary of State's office that would give a reasonable buffer zone around signature gatherers to protect them from harassment. The same way we put a buffer zone around ballot drop boxes. You had mm-hmm. Democrats um, and, you know, the ACLU and SEIU, um, you know, saying that they're opposed to it. And we've never seen this sort of attack on the initiative process to this extent before. I mean, the, right before the legislative session started, House Speaker Lori Jenkins said she's saddened by what the initiative process has become, said that you can have some rich person who wants to buy their way onto the ballot. And not only do I think that that's ridiculous because very rich people supported their gun control initiative in 2018, and she didn't seem to mind. Um, but mm-hmm. also, I think chalking this up to one guy who has a lot of money who's trying to bow, buy his way onto the ballot is really disingenuous when, again, there were 2.6 million signatures on these things, 800 unique uh, voters. But the bottom line is they're not giving them a hearing because it unwinds their policy. And they would risk, I mean, first of all, they could give them a hearing and just sit there and take the L, you know, and have voters come in and tell them how bad this is for them. But what I think that would do is it would make it really hard for Democrats to continue to push this narrative that this is about rich people who are trying to avoid attacks on capital gains. Because what you're going to have are working class people who come into those committee hearings and they talk about how they've been devastated by the impact of the Climate Commitment Act and increase in gas prices, how they can't afford to get by. You're going to have small Mm -hmm. business owners who've been victimized because of the police pursuit policies. And so even if you give them a hearing and you don't ever intend to pass them, I think they know that it will dramatically undercut the narratives and the lies that they're pushing about the initiative. So, Brandy, if if for some reason they don't do the hearings or if they do and they continue to sort of uh, diminish this uh, whole cause, What's the next plan? How do you get the marketing going to make sure that you get the votes? You've got got the ballot, but you need the votes um, in November. Yeah, and I, I mean, I fully anticipate that they're not going to take action on any of these initiatives. Um, I think they would smart be smart um, in an important election year where you're going to have a close race for governor to pass a couple of these things, if not for any other reason than to keep them off the ballot. Because a couple of these things, Jerry, they're just, they're, I mean, first of all, I think, voters will pass all of these because we've yes. seen historically when there are tax issues on the ballot in statewide races that it doesn't go well for Democrats. And they know that. And that's kind of why they're panicking. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know that you have to do a whole lot of marketing to get people to want to lower gas prices, to get people to want to improve public safety. There are a few of them. I mean, first of all, the campaigns are going to be really disingenuous. There's going to be a lot of gaslighting going on. And I think it is important for Let's Go Washington, for Future 42, uh, which are, you know, backing these initiatives um, now that they're in the legislature. I think it's important for them to combat some of those narratives about the, oh, this is about one rich white guy. No, this is about 800,000 voters, which is like, what, one third or something of of our entire uh, actually electorate. 
Um, but, you know, so there'll be a bit of that. I'll also say a lot of money is going to be spent on it, which is also yes. kind of a wonderful thing. Because in 2024, I mean, you only have so much money, right, in, in the war chest to go around. And Democrats have a lot more than Republicans. But instead of putting all of that on, like, Bob Ferguson or whatever it is, they're going to have to spend a lot of money in the special interest groups and in the union. They're going to have to spend a lot of money trying to defeat these, uh, which mm-hmm. I also kind of love. Yeah, they, but the problem, Brandy, will be somebody has to, if you imagine it like cannonballs firing back and forth, someone has to buy some cannonballs on the other side. I don't think Brian Hayward wants to write another check. I mean, certainly he doesn't want to see the $6 million that's spent to, to collect all those signatures go to waste, but someone has to now come up and finance because there will be an onslaught talking about, you know, how the, you know, image of you know brian don't let rich millionaires get off you know give money to the children and send it to the schools right those ads are going to run and if you don't run something on the other side then you could probably have these things get defeated there uh at the ballot box so where's the money on the other side come from well, that's a good question. I mean, I know people can, I know Let's Go Washington is accepting donations. I don't know if they'll get involved in the active pushback against that. I'm sure there will be some political action committees that form on the other side to try to prop these up. But I mean, if you're explaining you're losing in politics and the, the sell for the pro-initiative side is much easier, in my opinion, than the sell for the anti-initiative side. So, yeah. you know, I mean, that's one. That's why we have people like you guys, people like me, others who are trying to go out there and set the record straight about how many lies are already being told about the initiatives. But I think it's also word of mouth. I mean, you already have, right, 800,000 people who signed at least one of them. That's a lot of people. And yeah. they're talking to their family. They're talking to their friends. This is really an unprecedented exercise in democracy, what we've seen. It's getting a lot of a lot of media attention. Hopefully the media does its job to not just, you know, lazily share talking points from the other side that simply aren't true. I mean, I don't know that I have a lot of faith in that, but uh, hopefully they do. So we'll see how vicious things get um, and how many lies are spread. But the nice thing is, you know, I got a push poll to my phone the other day, which, I mean, if if, I'm sure your listeners know, but a push poll isn't actually to get your opinion on something. It's to put an opinion in your brain, right? It's to influence how you think about something. And this particular push poll, I don't know who paid for it, but it was testing those attack ads. It was basically testing, like, you know, here's what people say against these initiatives. What do you think? And it was this crazy, you know, oh, rich, white, mega Trumper is trying to do this. So, you know, we know what their attacks are going to be. We know they're going to be disingenuous and, and we're ready for them. Right. I listen. If I they called me for advice, you wrap all of it around Donald Trump, right? You have him <laughs> yeah. be the boogeyman. You know, law and order. What does that mean? Well, that means you know. So that gets rid of the police pursuit, um, and then you just have him be the giant shadow that is cast upon all of these initiatives, and then you just well, I hate Trump, and is Trump somehow? Well, he must. And the person just goes no and no and no and no. They're going to have to come up with the money on the other side, because I do think most people see it as reasonable. The police should be able to pursue people that are racing away. That's why we have more people that have been killed on the highways. We also know that this climate change stuff costs us, the taxpayers. It's not being collected and, and paid for by the oil company. So all of it, everybody, it's all common sense stuff. Um, so hopefully the, the money is there. Um, Brandy Cruz, thank you. Undivided, highly recommend you follow her there, Instagram, and uh, watch her show. It is fabulous. It is concise. It is beautifully told. The stories are compelling always. And I, what I love most about it, 
is your song. <clears throat> and I think it goes a little something like this. <laughs> Andrew, if you will. She's Brandy Cruz. <laughs> she uses the saxophone. They haven't used those since the late 80s. So they were on sale. Thanks, Brandy. <laughs> That was beautiful. 3.30 on Wednesday. Stay capital. Be there. Bye there. All right. Thank you. I actually think you've given them a good idea, John. If they start calling these the MAGA initiatives, then oh, they yeah. label them label them right oh. away and they become, Ooh, yeah, just, people get too scary. worried about it. Here we are, here we go with the John Curley Sherry Elegant Show. A woman's house is vandalized, Sherry, mm-hmm. and it's breaking her heart. All I can hope for is that she has a thick New Jersey accent. Is she Italian? Uh, no, she, I, I don't know if she is, but that uh, hurts no, my heart not. quote is actually yeah. from a pepperoni dealer. Oh, <laughs> WPIX has the story. It's a meat mystery. What is this? Okay, this is going to be a series of, like, puns and, like, um, other just meat references. What do you think? If there is, Andrew, can you get the little bell out to see how clever this writer is? Uh, I have a bell, but what's the bell for? Sorry. Yeah, you know, anytime somebody's sort of just sort of throwing something out there, like a pun, like, you know, oh, meat like mystery, alliteration, something like that. something, yeah. Okay, I'll be, yeah. I'll be paying attention. There we it's go. It's a meat mystery. What is this? <laughs> like... I'm on camera, so I can't say the words that I exactly used, but what is this? Heather Doherty says she woke up Wednesday morning to what she thinks is, of all things, pepperoni. From the door to the edge of the porch and then strategically placed down the stairs to the driveway. Nothing on the driveway and then four slices on the hood and four slices on the trunk. She's lived in Manville all her life, including 16 years at her home here on South Street. She said her home's never been vandalized before, not even on mischief night. We're trying to figure out who goes around with two loaves of pepperoni and a knife in the middle of the night and cuts it up into slices and throws it on people's property. Like, you have nothing better to do with your time. <laughs> she called men. I was just going to ask her the same thing. Do you really think this is? I'm moving to Manville, New Jersey, because it's the lowest crime rate. I mean, if you see the pictures, which I know yeah. uh, you can't really do, it's not that much. It, there's not that much pepperoni. I mean, four slices on her car. Ooh, get the special crimes unit. You know, <laughs> she really cracked herself up. Hold on. You have nothing better to do with your time. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Joe's laugh. Call <laughs> <laughs> right, Manville police to let them know what happened. She says she's worried the grease from the meat sitting on her car could ruin the oh, paint. Yeah. Something that one local body shop says sounds strange, but is possible. Pepperoni can no damage a car, a pain. You know, if you don't see it for a really long time, you know, can damage it if it is, and especially if it's a hot day. As an Italian, it hurts the heart. Just give me a slice of plain and a white. Spending lifetime in the business of pepperoni owner of manville pizza anthony daniello says the meat looks larger than the kind you'd use on pizza oh okay that, that. <laughs> a pepperoni specialist pepperoni detective they said well, that, the now, now, we, now we're able to we're going to start to narrow down the suspects Hang on. certainly of the family of pepperoni salami oh it's in a pepperoni salami family 
but you know, it's, you know, but it's, it's, it's the larger of the cousins. Um, exactly what what I can't be certain. It is funny. However, it's wrong. It's wrong. You should not be trespassing. You should not be vandalizing people's properties. Like you know. I mean, I even made a joke and called them the pepperoni bandits. Whether it's a bandit or bandits, Doherty can't help but smile over something this bizarre. Good luck to the bandits. She laughed at her last, last joke. Yeah. Okay. You could have come with something okay. more original Andrew, than Andrew. pepperoni huh? bandits. Why don't you call yourself like the... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uh, oh, oh, see, couldn't come up with anything, could you, Sherry? Miss Professional Broadcaster. I, I could I could have. Andrew, but. I like Andrew. Oh, I like Andrew saying at the beginning of the thing. Oh, okay, then I'll pay attention. What do you mean you're going to pay attention? <laughs> of course you're always paying attention. Uh, that's, extra, that's extra attention on that's top extra of the bell. attention already, already right. you have to pay. Yeah. Oh, oh. I wish I had some pepperoni right now. I'd leave it on your hood of your car. I'd eat it. Uh, Sounds good. Oh. Oh, Wow. What to say? 